You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your hosts, Steph and Tara, every Wednesday morning as they dive into a new witchy topic. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you are listening to episode 52, Witchy Q&A. Guys, we've almost made it through the year. Aren't you excited? Yeah, but we're very close to the end of the year. We Obviously, there's one more Wednesday left in 2020, but we are going to dedicate that to like wrapping up the year and talking about what you can expect going into 2021. Um, According to the to the podcast, we have no idea what's coming in 2021, guys. No one knows, guys. No one knows. Fingers. 2020 has been crossed. a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed that 2021 is, is is an improvement, but less eventful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we don't know that, but we we will be able to tell you next week what's coming in the podcast. <laughs> yes, exciting stuff. <laughs> but for this episode, we decided to do a Q and A and um, compile some of the more Common. Fun, I guess, questions that we've gotten from listeners. We had a few bonus episodes this year um, just from questions that had more to do with the practice, something that, you know, everybody would like to know with common knowledge and things. Um, but we have gotten some questions that are more personal to us, mm-hmm. um, asking us, you know, our, our favorites of different items and you know more about like our particular paths so that's what this this q a is all about questions answering questions that you guys have given us to know more about us and these are all compiled from multiple questions so this isn't like one person asked a very specific question this is more of a general question asked by maybe a couple people yes so so let's just dive right in some of these are quick answers and some of them we're going to chat a little bit more about so, so we're starting with the easy ones, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we're starting with the easy ones, hopefully. Um, what is the trickiest part of the practice for each of us? Yes. Um, so for me, the trickiest part is making the time to do the spells and rituals the way I want to do them. So in everything in my life, I have a perfectionism problem I he's not kidding guys I know that progress over perfection and done is is better than perfect and all of those things but I still like want to not believe it (laughs) yeah I still want things to be perfect and I want things to be detailed so my like we're gonna one of the questions we're saving till the end because it's a little more complicated is talking about our our paths and you know how we practice but part of how I like to practice is very specific, like hoodoo rituals, and they're just more involved. And I do like to do more complicated spell works where I time it to, you know, the certain phase of the moon or day of the week. And I get all of the supplies like crystals and herbs and candles and all of those things and do the full ritual the way I want to. And that is... I mean, gathering that, timing it right, that's a lot of work. Even just sitting down to do the ritual the way I want to could take an hour. So making the time to do everything that I want to do the way I want to do it is the trickiest part for me. And then also 
with that like side of perfectionism and you know not doing it rather than just not doing it at all instead do some sort of like more simple and daily witchcraft things I'm bad at that too so making making the time to make it work the way I want to and then you know doing being okay with it not being perfect or doing things more simply I need to work on (laughs) Uh, and I've talked about mine before the trickiest part for me is finding focus and keeping that focus um I've had ADHD all my life. I'm hyperactive. I, some people say I'm outgoing. I would not say I'm outgoing. I just have a lot of energy. I'm bursting at the seams with energy. Always have been. Um, So finding focus has always been a struggle for me. Uh, Meditating, grounding, centering myself. All of that has been uh, very tricky for me. And I've gotten better at it over time. But sometimes I just can't get in the mindset. I can't find the focus. Um, it's going to be a lifelong struggle for me. It's a struggle of love, but I've talked about it before. That's a lot of the reasons why I like the rituals and things of the Wiccan religion, because it helps me find that focus that I'm uh, not good at all the time. (laughs) So focusing is difficult for me, which is why this podcast is brought to you by Steph and Tara, not Tara and Steph. (laughs) I help you focus. Yes, you do. So next up is what is your favorite crystal or gem? So mine is pyrite. Mine is opal. We definitely discussed both of those. We did um, top 10 crystals uh, relatively early in the year. Yes. So we talked about the you know top 10 most useful, but we also talked about other ones that are just particularly our favorites. And my I talked about pyrite and that and all the reasons that I love it and Tara talked about opal so if you have more more want to know more about that listen to that episode I was gonna say I don't actually know if I talked about opal but it definitely is my favorite I have opal jewelry I have opal little stone loose stones like I really love it I'm pretty sure you did it's not a crystal it's a gem <laughs> so I don't know if I talked about it in the crystal episode but anyone who wants to go back and listen let me know <laughs> I can always talk about it more if we need more information. <laughs> uh, favorite tarot card? None. <laughs> yeah, Tara's not, Tara's not into, as big into tarot as I am. Um, I like the Chariot and Justice. I like the imagery on them. And I also just like the messaging of both of them. When they come up, I'm just like, yes, getting what you deserve and getting work done. And you know, like all of these things are very like, powerful motivating cards so I like both of those yep see I got none (laughs) favorite herb um we did a herbs episode as well and we talked about we we both have rosemary yes as as a favorite and I would say rosemary is like the most useful yeah it's it's so so useful. useful it has so many different correspondences um it's easy to find it's inexpensive it just goes in everything it smells good it smells Um, good it can be used in cooking as well as you know various herbs and oil tinctures and things like that um so lots of lots of uses very easy to use i think it's easy to to work with too like the energy Mm -hmm. is, is very easy to work with so we both have that um and then Tara's other one is, is Rose. She's talked about that. Loves roses. I love roses so much, guys. But I have a hard time admitting that it's an herb, even though I use it for 
everything that's herb related. I talked about that in the herb episode as well, but I love rose so much. Guys. I do. I do think when witches talk about herbs, they mean flowers too. I they're just, like included in. I love roses. I know it's really popular right now to be like, don't give me roses. It's not as romantic as giving me a particular flower. I'm sorry. If you got me roses, I don't care who you are. I'm excited. (laughs) I love roses. Uh, My other favorite is Pennyroyal. I like the way it looks. (laughs) And so Pennyroyal is, you know, more, more plant. Um, It is very planty, not flowery. (laughs) It is. um, It's like a purple little puff ball. That's the best way I can describe it. If you've ever been to a botanic garden or um, like butterfly garden, they attract bees and butterflies. So you'll see them like all over gardens like that. I'm just um, saying, they're always in butterfly gardens yeah. everywhere. In butterfly yeah. Butter- butterflies love Penny Royal. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're like kind of these long, thin green stems. And then they have these, these purple puffs on them. And I like them. They're easy to grow. They're hardy. They attract bees they're and butterflies. Really- they are really easy to grow, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're they're part of the mint family. They used to like a long time ago. They were used to season foods, but the the taste isn't as good as like peppermint or spearmint or something like that. But they are part of the mint family. Um, but I just they, love. I like how they look, but I like you know working with it. Obviously, with the name Penny Royal, it's a, it's associated with fun. yeah, like wealth and prosperity and things like that. Um, but I just find it has good energy for me to work with in prosperity workings I just really like it in general and pretty (laughs) Um, I will say that if you it is edible but be careful on this one Um, if you're pregnant it can have some side effects so it's not mint as you think of mint so don't add it to everything and be happy go lucky but it is very useful and pretty You can, you know, like make it into tea and things. It's used for um, colds and pneumonia, fatigue, like anything like that in general. But um, it can't, it has to be used in small doses and not for like yeah. more than a week. So I don't use it. I can, I've consumed Pennyroyal probably no more than five times in my entire life. Like that's not generally what I, I use it for. Yes. And I just wanted to throw that out there. It is edible, but be leery on consuming a mass amount of quantity <laughs> of it <laughs> yeah just just be careful with that one but yeah I like it for just other things yeah yeah <laughs> exactly so next up on the favorites is favorite season summer summertime <laughs> and mine is winter I hate the summer oh Love it's the summer oh summer too oh, hot yes. and sticky and full of bugs. And, it's oh. freezing cold. You have to wear like 17 layers in your season. I love 17 layers. I love the winter. I love it's snow. Dumb. Snow is my favorite weather. She's so. not kidding, guys. Every time there's a first snow, I get a message. It's a snowing. <laughs> yes. But I, I love do. I love, love, love snow. So yeah, winter is definitely my favorite season. And I do way more witchcraft in the winter. Like I do not. <laughs> I do way more things outside. I do things with snow. I do things related to Yule and like more candle magic and just all kinds of things that I do in the winter. In the summer, I'm just like, leave me alone. <laughs> yep, I love summer. <laughs> Summertime. No clothes, no problem. <laughs> Tara's life motto. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> 
favorite mythological animal? Unicorns and phoenixes. Which, I mean, I knew you were going to say unicorns, but I thought for sure you were going to say mermaids. So, yes and no. I love the traditional mermaids. I have grown less fond of them recently. I don't like thinking mermaids are friendly, happy. I don't know why. I like them as angry, bitter killers. (laughs) Which I think is why I like both phoenixes and unicorns. Both of them are uncaring of humans, which sounds terrible uh, the way I phrase that. But like unicorns have been seen as both pure, but there's also a lot of myths about unicorns killing people, bad people, um, being vengeful. I really, that resonates with me. (laughs) And phoenixes, they're just outside of the life and death cycles. Like, I love that they just stand alone, doing their thing, amassing power, living their life, just moving on along. Um... I really liked mermaids when I was younger. I'm still a big fan. Obviously, you know this. But I like the little mermaid. But she actually weakens mermaids in my mind. Because she's just like a sappy 16-year-old that wants to fall in love. And then she kills herself when she doesn't get her way. Sorry, spoiler it, guys. But, um... True. Yeah. I like the original story. I love the Disney movie, The Little Mermaid. The problem is, is that I don't actually like her as a mermaid. I like the movie, but I don't <laughs> like her as a mermaid. Mermaids are vengeful and... True. They should be. They're, they're very angry and they kill people. In some stories, they even eat them, but... <laughs> anyway, so that's... <laughs> mine. mine are all horse-related. Um, yeah. Pegasus is probably my favorite, the winged horse. I, um, I and hippocamps are probably my other favorite with it, which are um, Greek mythology and they're like water horses. It's like a horse in the front and then like the tail of like a like dolphin or whale. <laughs> um, I surprised that you didn't name another one. I, that was not horse related, or it was? Uh, it is horse related and Irish. Can you think of which one I'm thinking of? Mm, horse related and Irish. The water horse. Kelpies? Yes. <laughs> I was like um, trying to give you hints. I was like really surprised that one wasn't on here. <laughs> no, no, not not Kelpies. I, no, I not Kelpies. Associate more with Greek mythology than That's true. Than Irish. I don't have any Irish in my background that I know of. Um I don't have any I Greek do. either, but I have Italian and they're kind of close. <laughs> They're kind of close, guys. You heard it here first. But I, I like I like Greek <laughs> mythology better. So, yes, hippocamps and pegasus. I've just always been a horse person. So I was going to say, the pegasus didn't surprise me. The hippocamps a little bit. Oh, the horse is a big water person. I think because I'm a water sign. I like snow. I like frozen water. So I, I was going to say, like, <laughs> but you don't like water water. Uh, favorite witch movie? Hocus Pocus. I do. I do love Hocus Pocus. Um, would I definitely. You, but I literally threw my hands in the air and like waved them around for that. <laughs> I yeah. I, I love Hocus Pocus and I love it at Halloween time. Um, we watch it every Halloween. Yeah, we love multiple times. Yeah, we watch it. We've so also done multiple times as the Sanderson sisters for Halloween. For sure. I am a huge Hocus Pocus fan, but if I had to like pick a one 
favorite which movie then it's harry potter it just the original or the series because the series is lots of movies Yes, the, this series is lots of movies, and I have a definitive ranking of the order in which I like them, but I thought that was going to be too much information. <laughs> so we'll just suffice it to say that Harry Potter in general, all of all of the movies I love, but yes, if, if anyone is curious as to my definitive ranking of the Harry Potter movies, then reach out to me on Instagram, and I will definitely make that happen. Uh, favorite pagan holiday. We've talked about this in, in our Sabbath episode, yep. but... Um, mine is Yule. We just just went over that a couple of episodes ago. Um, I like Halloween too much that it overshadows anything for Samhain, so I don't really like do very much for Samhain or recognize the day because I'm just so focused on Halloween. Halloween. Um, so I love Yule, the the that we just talked about, like the 12 day celebration and everything that's associated because it's like celebrating. Because everything Yule is, you know, the Christians stole it from the pagans. So it's like celebrating Christmas without the religious aspects. So it's like all of the fun stuff with none of the birth of baby Christ. So (laughs) I really like Yule. Well, I really like, uh, I like Halloween a lot, but it doesn't overshadow the witch's new year for me. I love the witch's new year. It's so great. Um, but I do agree that I don't celebrate it as much because Halloween's right there and I want to celebrate Halloween too. So I always do a few traditions, but Beltane. I love Beltane. Yeah, you are, you are straight fire. I, yeah, I love Beltane. Beltane, I celebrate for days. I do recipes and I do bonfires and I, I love Beltane. Um, the meaning behind different holidays I feel like I should be more, but no, Beltane. Beltane for life, man. It's so great. It's my favorite. Holiday. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not surprised by that one. Yeah, I, I tried to put like other ones. I was like, it's got to be Beltane. Like I just, <laughs> I love celebrating Beltane so much, guys. And it's the start of when it's getting warm and it's, I love it. Uh, so now we are getting into the questions that will take. We have a little more, a little more answers on. Well, first of all, do you have an altar? That was one. That's a quick one. No, that's I do true. not. <laughs> not currently. I used to have one. Don't know. I've mentioned that before. Yep, I'm we've trying to set one up. Before. Not. Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so these that we are getting into have a little more, bit more to answer about them. So the first yeah. one is whether or not we have patron or matron deities, or if we have a favorite god, goddess, or pantheon. So. I do not have any deities that I work with or favor because I'm a secular Ditto. witch. So Tara is Wiccan. So she has, you know, the God and goddess that's associated with Wiccan. But since I am a secular witch, I have no deities that I, that I practice with or use or favor anything like that. So uh, nothing that I work with in my practice, but in general, like I said, I like Greek mythology. So I like the Greek gods and goddesses and, and things but I don't work with any of those energies or have a favorite but that's my favorite pantheon um and I I think Norse is really fun like how they are fun Norse gods and goddesses came into being I have like great backstories like they, they're the best <laughs> but um I don't have associate with any of those deities in my practice either so I don't work with uh deities usually um I invoke different gods and goddesses for the different sabbaths but i don't generally work with them um i'm not called 
to, I'm not drawn or called to work with a particular one. Um, part of my belief system is that all gods, lowercase, are part of God and all goddesses are part of goddess. So you're just worshiping and working with different aspects of an eternal being that we cannot grasp fully because of our limited uh, scope as humans. That got a little deep, but um, so I'm not, I'm not particularly drawn to a certain aspect more than other aspects. I do agree that Norse has great backstories. The Egyptians guys do some reading on them. It's, completely warped and amazing to read about um <laughs> like legit crazy awesome but um the celts are also fascinating i'm a big history buff and just reading about their culture like how did you develop this way it just proves that if you're isolated you go crazy so i just wanted to throw that out there <laughs> um but yeah i i invoke uh different gods and goddesses during the sabbaths um, during ceremony and during ritual, but I don't actually work directly with any of them. So. Have you had any paranormal experiences? I have not had a traditional paranormal experience. Um, as a kid, I was real considered strange. I talked to all the animals in nature all the time. I even had a tree that when I visited a friend, uh, when it got knocked down in a storm, I cried when I was 10. My mom was like, it's a tree deer. You can still go visit. But I was real sad for it. (laughs) Uh, I have not had any recently. When I was a kid, I had a ghost friend named Maya, um, which I absolutely know was a ghost and not an imaginary friend because Maya only came through my closet at night to visit and play with me. And I... You can ask my mom. I did not have a very, I still don't have a very active imagination. I definitely did not have an active imagination as a kid. I never like played imaginary games and never had imaginary friends. It was just not something that I did and not the way that my mind works. So me making up an imaginary friend is not something that I would have done. So there was, and I, it didn't happen every night. It was only on like certain occasions. My mom would come into my room and I'd be like, Maya visited last night and played with me. My mom was like, okay, that's creepy. <laughs> well, and you guys, you've probably gotten to know her a little bit through this podcast, but she's a very concrete person. Like, that's why she likes her rituals to be perfect and her spell work to be perfect. And she's very, this is by the book kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So definitely it was not an imaginary friend. It absolutely was. Was a ghost. Was a ghost. That was just, you know, a ghost of a girl and she wanted to play I don't know she wanted a little playmate and, and I was there so yeah it was just like very very specific like very like certain times and a lot of you know kids have imaginary friends if they're like lonely or associated with like certain times of life like a lot of kids have an imaginary friends if their parents are going through a divorce or like something like that that's like associated with something that a, that a, that yeah. a child considers traumatic and needs a friend for yeah. um but I like nothing associated with any like events or anything like that it was just random certain nights so they'd be like oh my okay my mom's like you're just so creepy but okay (laughs) but um my mom has seen ghosts as well so she completely agrees she's like yeah yeah that was a ghost friend you did not have imaginary friends so that was my only paranormal experience maya maya (laughs) next up is thoughts on the afterlife if we have any thoughts on the afterlife I have thoughts on the afterlife. Do you have thoughts on the afterlife? So I believe that 
see, I, I don't, I don't believe in heaven and hell as like a, that, that Christian construct that you are be good and you go to this good place on the sky. And if you're bad, you go to this bad, bad place, bad, punish you place. I mean, Tara and I joke all the time that we're going to like have a condo in hell, you know, right next to each uh, other. Townhouses. Thank you. Yes, townhouses in hell right next to each other. We joke about that, uh-huh. but like, we don't really believe in, in heaven no, and we hell. Don't. So that's why we can joke. I definitely believe in ghosts, obviously, since I had a little ghost friend. Um, and I, I know lots of people that have had like ghost experiences or when a loved one passes away, like this is with them. And I know people work with their ancestors. So I don't believe that nothing happens, that it's just mm-hmm. the end. But I have no, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about like what actually happens. I know that pets go to a good place because I've definitely, like my, my mom has had the dogs visit her after they die to like let them know let her know that they're okay um none of them have visited so me maybe because I, I know they're okay but pets obviously go to a good place wherever they are they're happy and, and things are good um but yeah there are just like a lot of different ways you can view the afterlife you know reincarnation or you know going to that good place or anything like that and I have no idea how I feel about I don't spend a lot of time thinking about that so other than pets go to a good place I don't know what I think something happens but I don't know <laughs> So I spent a lot of time thinking about this and you can agree, disagree. Part of it is just how I view the world. But I think that our energy, you can't lose energy. I'm sorry. It's just scientific. Energy has to go somewhere. Energy just keeps going. But our energy moves back into the universe and we rejoin the ether, the stars, however you want to think about it out there in the universe. And then at some point after we've done that for a while we come back that's why reincarnation is such a big thing and why you change so much in between different lives because not all of you come back comes back maybe you stole some energy from over here and you borrowed some energy from over there and that makes a new person it's still predominantly you but it's like when you eat a giant pizza like it becomes part of you and it may make you uncomfortable and you have to change a little bit but then you know it becomes part of you and it's just part of you going forward so I believe that our energy is never lost it just goes out and then at some point it may decide to come back into a physical form it may not maybe you like the ether you want to hang out with the stars there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) I like to think that birthmarks are the mark of where you died or how you died in a past life that one's fun it's a fun Uh, belief that makes me uncomfortable because I have a lot of birthmarks. <laughs> so, I like I was stabbed multiple times. Like it would be could be maybe. I mean, I have it that like stork bite angel kiss thing on the back of my neck. Yes, you do. So I like to say beheaded, Marie Antoinette. Let them eat cake because <laughs> I was like, I've got one on one of my knees. I've got one on my stomach. I've got one on my chest. Like, I had a very traumatic death. stabbed a lot. <laughs> Which makes um, sense. I'm very injury prone now. But anyway. The next question was just what our um, sun, moon, and rising signs are. So I think we've mostly gone over this. But uh, mine is um, Scorpio sun, Libra moon, and Sagittarius rising. But I am... Scorpio through and through. I don't feel like Libra and Sagittarius reflect a lot of my life at all. Uh, and I've mentioned before, I'm a Libra sun and moon sign, which is why I'm such a Libra. It's 
like a standing joke that I am just such a Libra. And then my rising is Cancer. I don't really see Cancer in me very much, but Libra, yeah. Holy Libra, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> like, I'm such a Libra. <laughs> and then the very last question um, is like a three-parter kind of um, what would you call your type of practice how did you discover your path and how long that have you been practicing uh, and we've kind of touched on these here and there throughout various episodes um, but I think people are just like want you know a couple sentence answer in one place <laughs> so um, we when we talked about types of witches we said that we are both hearth witches so that's yep. like part of that and obviously you know that Tara is a Wiccan and I am not yep. um, so my practice would be called American traditional witchcraft because there's this um, distinction that's made between Wicca versus traditional that's especially when you are researching and like looking into books and things it, they're wicca based books and they're traditional witchcraft based books that ha- don't have the religious aspect so you know that might help you if you're if you're looking for a path yourself so mine is american traditional um wicca is very european traditional based because obviously yes. that's that's where wicca started um so mine is american traditional that doesn't have those any of those religious aspects and not a lot of those like European influences either. American is, is pretty different. Um, and my practice is based heavily on animism and hoodoo. Hoodoo we've mentioned quite a bit. Animism is just where you believe that everything has a spirit, that animals have a spirit and plants and trees. And I, you know, when I go out in nature work with like the garden, I believe that all of those things have their own spirits. That's what animism means. Um, mm-hmm. It's very um, sort of Appalachian-based kind of witchcraft. So I don't have uh, like ancestry. Like a lot of people find their witchcraft path that way, that they have uh, like Norse or in their bloodline, that you know, some something up in the like Netherlands. Um, so they have a lot of Norse goddesses, or they are. Uh, Irish in their backgrounds, though a lot of Celtic influences. I don't have any of that because I think I am Italian and German, but I am adopted. So she's also Indian. (laughs) Yes, my dad is Indian and my mom is like Irish and British, like European in general. Um, So I don't particularly have like strong ancestry and I refuse to get a DNA test because I think that's super creepy. Um, So I don't have a strong wrong ancestry pull in any direction that I feel like I I want to work with those like particular deities or belief systems or anything um the only sort of pull I have ever felt is Kentucky so yeah that's like it's very Kentucky guys <laughs> yeah it's very very Kentucky based and that's a lot of this sort of um animism hoodoo Appalachian magic all of those things so um American traditional it's and it, if you are more interested in learning about that than the books that I recommend are Besom Sang and Sword and Treading the Mill. We've talked about both of those and they are linked on our Amazon page. So if you want to know more about like kind of how I practice and my beliefs, those are the best books. Um, and how I discovered that is definitely through trial and error. I started with absolutely knowing that I wasn't Wiccan or religious. Um, so that's how I, 
I was like, okay, clearly going in this traditional path. So like, let's look at the, you know, more in the traditional things. Yeah. Um, so, so that's how I started. And I've been practicing for 10 plus years. Um, there's definitely interest before that, but I distinctly remember, I, I remember exactly when I started like researching more and practicing more was when I was in law school. My friend Natalie um, had a necklace on. And if you've ever done this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but um, you can use a necklace that you're wearing if it's like got like a charm on it so it's more like a pendant um and it will predict how many kids you're gonna have you ever Tara have you, yes. you ever done that yeah sorry <laughs> I'm smiling over here I know you can't so see me, but... what you do is you take off the necklace and you hold it in your hand so it gets your energy and then like somebody mm-hmm. else steadies their arm and holds it up above your palm and like pulls it up slowly so then if it like swings at like back and forth you're gonna have a boy and if it's in a circle it's a girl or something like that yeah and then if it doesn't swing at all you're gonna have no kids and like how many times you pull it up and down and it, it's like how many kids you're going to have and it was just there's a whole thing yeah, yeah we, we Natalie and I were having so much fun with it because I kept telling her she was gonna have six kids so <laughs> just hilarious she's only got two right now but her time's not up yet so she's gonna have one more who knows uh, but for me it always up. told me zero Every single time, which I loved because I do not like children and I do not want children. Um, so it always told me zero. And it was funny because it told my mom zero too, which is true because I'm adopted. So she never actually had a kid. Um, so that was super interesting. And I was like, there is something to this that it like keeps being so freaking accurate. I mean, other than yeah, keeps me like not having six kids yet, but who knows. But I was like, okay, there's there's something to this, you know, pendulum trick and it in it getting your energy when you hold on to it you know so that's definitely the moment that I started like researching more and like getting into it so um I graduated law school in 2010 so 10 plus years there you go oh god 2010 I graduated that's a long time though (laughs) um well so I am also traditional but I'm more European traditional because I'm Wiccan um I would say definitely eclectic Wiccan. However, I don't follow a particular Wiccan path. Um, there are different sects of Wicca, and I don't follow any of those uh, more traditional ones. When I first got into witchcraft, it was actually because I'm a huge reader, which you may have noticed through different comments on the podcast, uh, the book reviews on Patreon, that kind of thing. And I found out that you can check out 99 books at our local public library before they put a limit on your card. (laughs) And so I had 99 books out from the local library and I discovered, I started middle school. I would have been gosh, 11 or 12. I can't even remember. Um, But so I started going through the middle school library because I'd already finished all the elementary school libraries and I wasn't allowed in the high school library and public library was currently mad at me until I returned some books. So I started working my way through my middle school books and they actually had a section on world religions. Okay. Small town. It was like two shelves, but (laughs) one of the books was teen witch by Raven Silverwolf. And I was reading through it and it just really, really spoke to me guys. Like it, Going back and rereading it, I, I have said that it's don't reread some books that you loved as teens. Like there, it wasn't ruined, but it definitely was a different experience rereading it uh, when we were doing different recommendations. But uh, I really enjoyed it at the time. It was just 
I really liked it. Um, and so I started reading more books um, on the subject, on all of this stuff. So I really, yeah, it was originally published in 2000, guys. So <laughs> 20 years. Um, I read it when it first came out. And, <laughs> um, but anyway, so I started reading more and more. Probably within a week of me reading that, I had read maybe five more books. Um, I had read some of the more dense books. I actually requested my librarian um, get a couple additional books. And the one of the Sabbaths came up. I know it was less than 10 days uh, after I read this book for the first time. So I ended up celebrating the Sabbath, and I loved it. It really spoke to me. Um, I just, I really felt connected to this. So then I read uh, A Witch's Bible by Janet and Stuart Ferrer. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Sorry about that. And The Book of Shadows by Lady Sheba. And both of those still resonated really a lot with me. And uh, it was before I was 13 because my mom was then like, you should get confirmed as a Christian. And I was like, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> so uh, that was right around the time I was like, oh, bye. So um, I was 13. I turned 35 this year. So I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> and um, I really developed. At first, I only celebrated the Sabbaths um, and the Wiccan holidays. I did the full moon ceremonies. I did the major and minor Sabbaths. And that's all I did. I did that for a few years with friends. Um, and then sometime in high school, it was like an epitome. Like I could do other things outside of that. <laughs> like it was more than just a religion. <laughs> and so uh, I started doing spellcraft in high school. Um, started playing with herbs and oils. I had a tarot deck. So, but yeah, I really developed my practice from there. And now I'm on the path I'm on. So very nice. Yeah. But really reading got me into it. So there's that. <laughs> well, hopefully that answers all of your questions. I know this was a pretty long chatty episode, but um, we had some, some fun questions in there that we wanted to give you answers to so you could just learn a little bit more about us before we wrap up this year and then dive into season two. Woo is it really where we a are. season or is it just a whole new year? Yeah, both. Both. <laughs> nice. Uh, so we're going to get it to, you know, next week we'll talk a little bit more about what you can expect, but we thought it would be good to get some of these questions out of the way and let you know a little bit more about us um, so you have a basis of understanding when we get into some more detailed, detailed. episode that we're going to do next yep. year. So that's all we have for you this week. We will see you next week for our very last episode of 2020. Woohoo! I'm so excited. <laughs> See you then. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Insta. Thanks for listening to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara. Love our content? Consider donating at anchor.fm slash witch-wednesdays to help keep our podcast up and running. Please leave us a voicemail on that same site if you have any questions or comments, and follow us on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast.